welcome to the family with special guest Brian Bowden. Alex Bernard Rasmussen. Melissa Bernard. <laughs> Co-host Catherine Brandt. Andy Bernard. Tracy Morgan. Very special guest Tracy Morgan. Is here. And uh, Tom Arnold. Oh, Tom Arnold. I got to hear some secrets today. Gene Simmons from Kiss. Did you guys move down because he, 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 those four guys don't people. have enough it's room? It's a lot of people. Eh, you know what? A-listers, we don't. We, we actually have chairs you. for sale at <laughs> kissonline.com. <laughs> I love it when you do that. I just Me love too. it. Because it's true. I, I love having fun with it. Yeah, man. Craig Gass here. We will be right back. Kick things off with the family. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Tommy, how long have you been at KQ? 36 years now. Wow, that's loyalty. Well, if I'm completely honest, it isn't the company that I'm loyal to. It's the listeners. I figured out a long time ago they're the only reason I have a job. Why are you asking? Well, we had another great month at Coon Rapids Nissan and Burnsville Nissan. In fact, Burnsville continues to be the number one Nissan store in Minnesota. The loyalty part. Get to the loyalty part. Oh, yeah. This month, if you buy or lease a new Rogue or a Pathfinder from us, we'll give you an extra 500 off as long as you own or are leasing a Nissan. That is cool. Do they have to trade it? Nope. It's just a reward for being loyal. By the way, the new Pathfinder is fantastic. It's got a nine-speed transmission, and JLo says it'll practically pull the building. We also cut a deal with our good buddy Charlie Swenson, who's running a Nissan store in Chicago. He gave us some extra rogues. Because Charlie's such a nice guy. Well, Paul might have threatened him. Sounds like Paul. For details, go to Walzer Nissan or Coon Rapids Nissan and claim your loyalty gift. Tommy, give him some Elvis loyalty. Thank you. Thank you very much. And we are back with Stretch's Picks. You know, Tom, uh, there's a lot of analysis that goes into these picks. Yeah. And uh, I highly recommend betting, of course. I always recommend betting. Yeah, absolutely. So who's winning this thing? The kitties, the pack, the bears, or the purple? None of the above. Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. Well, who's your pick? I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. What? It's not a football team. I know, but it's a hell of an HVAC company. They do the most thorough system tune-up in the industry. Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre, Sabre and Bryant, doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable. It's also the smartest time to call and schedule your furnace tune-up with Sabre. Get the most thorough tune-up in the industry from the people who keep my home comfortable. Oh, uh, one more thing, Tom. What's that? Visit SabreHeating.com. 
Singing along. I'm a funky one. <laughs> Are you a funky one, honey? That's, that's great. That's not, that word now just is just so funky. Yeah. Funky. Every time I hear it, I'm just like, yeah, funky. I don't far, know far why. Out. <laughs> a little far out action. What are some of those, man? There's like groovy, groovy, funky, yeah. far out. Mm-hmm. Oh, my dad said Dullsville the other day. Dullsville. <laughs> He's 95. I'm years like, old I'm bringing back Dullsville. <laughs> He's 95 when? October? October 8th. October 8th. There you go. Yep. 95. Right Holy God. He'll be 95 years old. Thanks for the longevity. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> no? You're not going that route? No. No. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, a very special guest in studio with the family. Actually, only, uh, as far as the adults are concerned, only Dan's missing. Everybody else is here. It's true. Yeah. That's true. <clears throat> Indeed. Have a whole family here. The kids Andy are... and Melissa are going to have their first baby oh in my two God. months. Alex has got two kids, five and three. Yeah. <clears throat> they were. Oh, I got to tell you this story. Very good. You, I think you like this story. Alex's son is three years old, right? Okay. He called. They both are kids. Call call me Bop Bop and her Nana. Adorable. So, you know how that when you come up, you get, you get the, that shut is. up. It's adorable. Yeah, personal attack. It's adorable. No, I right. think it's adorable. It's, I, he's, genuinely, he seems sincere. People are suspicious of me, but I'm, I'm saying I sincere. feel the sincerity. Sincerely adorable. Yeah. So, anyway, they, we spend a lot of time together with the grandkids, and the day, you know, just like doing that. And you know the deal where you walk up to the little kid and you go, mm-hmm. on like their neck or whatever? Mm-hmm. So he's going to do it. The three-year-old is going to do it to me, right? You see this bite mark on my cheek? <laughs> yeah. He thought he had to bite me in order to do it. Get the he's piss out of me, right? He's had wolf But here's my favorite. A little bit of a gremlin. Yeah. So I'm Bop Bop. She's Nana. He comes to me the next day and lays his head on my on my knee and he goes, Bop Bop, I'm sorry I bit you. I said, no, I, lo- I understand. You should be sorry you bit me, but I love you dearly and uh, we'll get through that. And then he goes, Nana punched me. <laughs> you know, I don't know if I like this story being told all the time. Over and well, over the again. Is phenomenal. So I said, What? He goes, yeah, Nana punched me. And I said, When did Nana punch you? And he goes, Two years ago. I said, Oh, so when I you were a baby. Yeah. So now she's punching babies. Wow. Baby puncher. Wow, that's something I've always wanted to yeah. do. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. I want to punch you. a baby. Yeah, Brian always wanted to punch his kid. I don't want to punch. Oh, you got kids? Yeah, yeah, I got one. He's ten. Ten. Phenomenal. Yeah. Have you punched him lately? No. You know what? <laughs> he's such a good boy. I really am. Like, I'm so lucky. He's he's a good kid. Follows the rules. What? Expects everybody to follow the rules. Yeah. Nice. Really? Yeah. Brian, Brian, three years. Brian has this adorable story that he tells. Uh, Brian and I bonded uh, in Providence, Rhode Island, years and years and years ago. Um, Were you both in the mafia? Uh, no, but uh, we bonded over. The first thing we bonded over was Tracy Morgan. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I, I had all these crazy Tracy Morgan stories that I've told you over the years, and Brian relates an amazing one to me that he witnessed at the comedy club he works at, the Comedy Connection in Providence, when uh, it was an open mic, and Tracy Morgan walked in, and apparently there was a kid at the front door with a notebook that was open and Tracy Morgan walked in looked over saw the notebook grabbed it and threw it out the door and said don't be reading that 
Comedy comes from the heart. Yeah. Comedy, don't be reading that shit. Oh Comedy God. comes from the heart. And the kid said, that was my list of phone numbers. Yeah. He goes, I don't care. Oh I don't care. Wow. I'll get you phone numbers. Comedy, I'll give you the phone numbers. I'll give you the phone numbers. Comedy comes from the heart. So anyway, I love that. Tracy's a little wound up. A little yeah, wound, a little up. wound up. So over the years, I come to realize that Brian, living in New England is a giant fan of the Miami Dolphins. Really? Yeah. That's not easy. No, he, it's not. Up and up in that in Providence? Uh, yeah. Loves yeah. to wear his Miami no. Dolphins pajamas outside. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Where people in New England regularly throw snowballs oh, at him. Yeah. And yeah. so I, I said, Brian, have you ever been to a Miami Dolphins game? He said, no. And I said, you're kidding. Okay. Oh, God. I said, Phenomenal. Brian, I'm going to book a show in Miami. And I'm bringing you with me as my opening act. Nice. And we're going to go to a Miami Dolphins game. What he didn't know is that I contacted the Miami Dolphins and said, hey, oh, I'm coming down nice. and I'm going to be doing some show. I'm going to be doing some press. I invited a bunch of guys from the front office to come to our show and they gave us field passes and I surprised Brian to walk him on the field. Now, yeah. I'm bringing that up because Did it's... Did you faint? I just almost faint did. dead away. I almost did. Yeah. He did. He he cried. I cried. <laughs> well, yeah. that I've been down on that yeah. field. It's like my God, these guys are huge. Yeah. And when they're yeah. when they're running and you're like, it sounds like a stampede. It's a little scary down oh, there. You Brian, get out of the way. Brian's downplaying it. He started his period when he walked on the field. He, he got so emotional, and and then this amazing thing happens where the guy who gives us the field passes says, "Oh my God." Miami Dolphins legend Dan Marino is here. He said Ooh. he never comes to games anymore. He hasn't been to a game in years. Oh. So, you heard you were coming, Brian. Yeah, they, I, they got the notes. And I said, well, can we go and say hi to him? He said, well, let me ask. He's, he, let me just make sure it's okay. He talks to Dan, and he says, yeah, come on over, guys. We talk to Dan for a while. We get a picture with him. A year later, we go to another game. We go on the field. Dan Marino is on the field again. Really? It's the only two games he's been to in years. So... I'm bringing all this up because Brian's son asked him a question that a lot of children will ask their parents. Yeah, my my son asked me if (laughs) if the day that he was born was the greatest day of, of my life. Because my my Ooh. ex my ex told him that that was the greatest day of her life. Okay. So he just thought it was the greatest day of my life. So when he asked me, I told him no. <laughs> <laughs> it's a close second. Well, yeah, and then I told him the Dan Marino story. Yeah, yeah, and then, and then he asked if it was the, if if the day that he was born was the second greatest day of my life, and I said no. Oh. That was, <laughs> the that other was, time. That was the other time. Dan Marino. <laughs> I mean, I've been a parent a little longer than you. My suggestion is you just lie a little bit. Just a little bit. No, I, I like to have a nice open relationship with my son. Brian Bowden doing the shows with me in New Hope Cinema Group. <laughs> Awful parent, great comedian. And Brian, i got to tell you, and this is I'm very sincere about this. I have never met a person from Providence, Rhode Island I didn't like. Oh. I know many people from Providence, and I love Paul Which is Mercurio, weird, there's I all, mean, what, a hundred of you? I don't know. There's, yeah. Not that yeah, there's a hundred yeah. people in Rhode Island. There's a hundred people in Rhode Island. <laughs> well, Michael Bryant, did, Michael Bryant was born in Providence, so there you go. Paul Mercurio. I know, it's when weird. When he tells his stories, oh my God, he talks about his, about his cousin. Oh, Jesus. Well, I think it's because like, New England has a lot going for it, but there's also a lot of arrogance. But if you're from the smallest state in New England, mm. then it's like you got to be a little bit humble. So, 
great people. They, seriously, they are. I, I really like. We them. try. We try. We're stuck. We're stuck between New York and Boston. Exactly. Yeah. You know. I made a huge mistake once, though, Brian. Okay. I know it's hard to believe. I've known you for ten minutes, and you know I make mistakes already. But I, uh, my boss at, uh, well, when ABC owned the radio station, <clears throat> my boss. Uh, Invited us to his house, and he was living uh, where on oh, New Canaan. He was at the time because he's based in New York now, right? New Canaan, Connecticut. Yes, sir. Okay. Beautiful town, by mm-hmm. the way. Oh, the one thing I should mention before I move on from New Canaan is, uh, we go to the the diner, and there's a, a Spanish woman in the diner, right? And she's working there. I said, God, what do you know? There's not only white people here. And the owner goes, she doesn't live here. <laughs> like, well, pardon me. She was like, God. That is definitely That's Connecticut cold. for you. So in any case, we go to the dinner and all that stuff. And I meet, Mitch is my buddy. My, he was my boss at the time. He goes, I got to introduce you to my wife. She's the greatest. He introduces his wife and... Yeah, you know, I said, well, where are you from? She goes, Providence, Rhode Island. I said, oh, man, that's very, very cool. Are you a patriarcha? And she goes, yes. Well. I'm like, oh, hi, good to see you. I was very polite to her from that moment on. I will yeah. tell you that. Yes, I am a patriarcha. Wow. For people who don't know, the real head of the whole shooting match is the patriarcha family. They always, always think it's like, you know, Gambinos or whatever. The patriarchs, they, they answer to the patriarchs, every one it's of them. It's a very mm-hmm. aptly named family, then. Yeah. The what a name yeah, for that. Yeah. I just remember that one time that I came to Providence and did some shows, and I got booked on a on a AM station with a guy named Buddy Cianci. Yeah, the Prince of Providence. The Prince of Providence. <laughs> the Prince of Providence. He was the mafioso tied yeah. uh, mayor, yeah. mayor or governor. He was the mayor. He was they the mayor of Providence. Total ties to and everybody. The owner really? of the club was Eek. like, "You're you're doing Buddy Cianci show." He's, "Oh my God, I'm gonna come with you. I'm gonna get a suit." And I said, "It's just radio." And he goes, "No, you gotta wear a suit around Buddy." <laughs> really? And, uh, and then come to Ooh. find out, you Google that guy's name, and man, does that guy have a history? As mayor, showing up at people's houses to th- to threaten them, it, it was Whoa, it was yeah. insane. But he also was credited with cleaning up the city. Yeah. So there was this mixed real bag yeah. of yeah. He ended up in prison twice. Right? I think so. Yeah, like they like Oops. yeah. There was a whole they have a whole documentary about him. Oh, the Prince you know of what? There's a waitress that worked at the comedy club. I can curse on here, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. There's a waitress that works at the comedy <laughs> club, who told like once I did his show, I started asking. I go, I didn't realize that this guy Buddy was such a big deal. And a waitress at the comedy club said, Oh my god, oh yeah, that guy. I used to work at an Italian restaurant, and he showed up, and I and I he I waited on his table, and at the end of the night, I gave him his check. And as I turned around, he said, the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> About the check. Yeah. About oh, yeah. the check. Oh, yeah. That is the most mafioso thing I've yeah. ever heard in my life. Yeah. What the yeah. fuck is this? Oh, I thought you would pay for your meal. I'm going to dinner tonight, and I'm going to do that. Uh, so, so buddy. Yeah. Good luck. Let me know how it goes. Buddy. I'll be seeing you on, on Care 11 tonight. I didn't try to walk out on her bill. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but he came to the show to see Craig that week, 
weekend. That's right. And then from there, he started coming to the club more often and became a fan of mine, which was really funny. <laughs> the idea of this guy loving me. Did you wear a suit when you were on No, stage? I didn't wear a suit. Oh. There I, don't, is I don't own pants. I only wear shorts year-round. I'm that guy. Oh. There Wasn't there a story that he or had heard is, see? that when he was mayor, he heard a rumor that someone was trying to uh, flirt with his wife? Oh, God. And he, he went to the guy's house with the police, with the Providence police. Oh, for a flirt? R- I, or, or there was a rumor they might have been having an affair, and oh. he, he went to the guy's house. Well, and yeah, there, completely a, understandable. Oh, there, yeah, showed up with the police. I think Byrne put a cigarette on the guy. Oh, <laughs> oh my I mean, God. it's crazy. It's crazy. So once I hear this story, you know, I'm doing voices on Family Guy and American Dad, and I uh, Seth MacFarlane is from Providence. Right. And then I relate to him at some point, like, hey, I just did Providence, and I heard about Buddy Cianci, and he had mentioned, he goes, well, that's the name of the school in my show, the Buddy Cianci Middle really? School. Really? Yeah. And I didn't know that. I didn't notice it. Buddy Cianci. Oh, yeah, this guy. Uh, he's, he's dead now, so we're all safe. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Cool. Buddy's dead? Yeah, he's, he's, dead. he's dead now. He's we're all dead. safe. Yeah, he's what, dead. what do you die of? Old age. Good question. Being yeah. Buddy Cianci. So he's yeah. like 29? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for the mafia. That is nice. such a solid mafia joke. Oh, my God. <laughs> Made it all oh, the way to 29, solid, man. He was special. He was good. Solid mafia joke. <laughs> good egg. God <sighs> must love him. He lived almost 30. Yeah. 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 He managed to make it to 74, oh, actually. What's that? He managed to make it to 74. Oh, did he really? Yeah. Really? Wow. Buddy Cianci. Maybe I'll just steal the name now. Buddy Cianci on the KQ Morning Show. <laughs> I got a question. This is uh, when I when I do this, this is my chance to interview Tom and ask him questions. Oh, I'm him. in trouble. Uh, <laughs> and uh, in your marriage, have there been times when you've come home from a broadcast and not realized you said something? That is like, can we talk about something you said on the air? Today. That's a great question. Today? <laughs> she already said, can you stop talking about my I punched a baby story? Yeah. <laughs> that would be nice. Yeah, Literally, that's a, that's a conversation later over a salad. <laughs> yeah, 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 right, exactly. <laughs> the beginning of this broadcast is going to come up later. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. No, you, you don't do that much, do you? <laughs> no, it used to be worse. I used to get these phone calls. Tom said this about you, and I'm like, oh, yeah. so, and then I, then he'd come home, and I'd say, so I heard you said blah blah blah. And he'd yeah. like, I never said that. So I was like, it's just going to be useless Other to people... try to confront him on what he said. He, either he's going to lie, mm-hmm. or people also kind of make stuff up. Sure, they do. Try to stir up true. some shit. Sometimes. Other people will make it sound. Worse. Yeah. Yes. No, no, no doubt yeah. about it. Other people mm-hmm. will always make it sound worse than it really is. So yeah, I always like it. I'm like at the dentist or something. Then I'm just like, oh, I heard your dad talking about you on the air. It's like, well, a that was at seven o'clock in the morning. I wasn't awake yet. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So much. And B, I don't listen to every episode of my dad's show. Mm. And C, you're my dentist. I don't know you. <laughs> <laughs> it happens all the time, though. Brian, oh no, tell people always. People always used to like your your dad mentioned you on the show. Today. I'm like, yeah, I'm and sure his daughter he did. Does. Yeah, I'm sure. Like, I'm my whole life. Cool. Ooh, you know what? Here's a question for the kids. Uh, what is the oddest thing you didn't expect to come up that someone listened to the show brought up to you? <clears throat> hmm, that's a good question. Probably anything from our childhood. Yeah. <clears throat> They're talking about like, oh, I remember when you were born. 
Oh, yeah. Everybody like, remembers okay. when you were both born. That's yeah. true, yeah. A little odd, but okay, that's fine. I don't remember any specific moments of, like, somebody bringing up something weird to me. Because when you were, like, when the KQ show was in its heyday, we were really young. We were very young, yeah. So I don't remember. I mean, the, when, the rate, when every... did the ratings peak? Like, late 90s? No, probably. So, well, they, I mean, they, we had a 30 share until about that 20 years ins- ago. Yeah. Yes, it is. That it is, was that is ins- oh, I've been working in radio for over 25 years. And to give you some perspective, when Howard Stern was <clears throat> the king of radio in New York, he was the king of radio with a six share. Yep. <laughs> a yeah. six share. That was 6% of the market was huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what Howard Stern dominated with in New York. 6% of the market. So to be in a market, a major market, with anything over a 10 share is almost unheard of. You had a f- one a third of the radios yeah. on in Minneapolis were listening to your show. Yeah, that is an weird. insane... You get like- offered everything at that point. For everybody, every music artist, yeah. every whatever, advertiser. I mean, oh, a lot is, of great comedians yeah. showed up on my podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Sam Kinison. Like <laughs> 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 Sam Kinison. Well, I'm just thinking, like, I, I know Kinison, like, all the, like, for me, as a comedian, it's it's that history of, like, I want to know what, I know that these guys came on your show. I asked you about Kinison, and sure enough, you said, yeah. yeah Kinison yeah. used to come in all the time. Did he come in high and, like, hung over? Or? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, he, yes, he did. And then for the kids, does he bring these crazy people home? No. No, <laughs> no that's not true, because they all started coming on the podcast. We, we, we started the podcast out, out of our, our, uh, our house. Our house. Yeah. Yeah. So they would all come over to the house. Mm-hmm. I think, and then I'm like, I don't. Sorry, but yeah, no, a lot of these guys are a little unsavory. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, some of the comedians that would come through. It's what just are you like, talking about? There were a couple of them. It's like, uh, well, even once we I were in the office, you know, we've had we had comedians oh, yeah. stealing booze and stuff like that. It's oh, like, yeah. This, oh yeah, that's true. I had this they did one guy. You true. didn't show up for the podcast one day, and so I was like heading up the whole thing, and this guy just smelled horrible. Mm-hmm. It's like bo and old booze. A comedian? Yeah, shock. Can we, can we get? Shock. Yeah. Shock. And I was like seven months pregnant at the time, oh, yeah. and he was like hitting on me the entire time. No. And yeah, way. and then it was like, yeah. I was wondering if you wanted to go to dinner, and I was like, uh, what? <laughs> I like him sick. <laughs> I like him. <laughs> Technically, it's a threesome. Is it a big name comedian? No. No, it was. Uh, uh, I don't know. If I, I, could, I don't even know. I remember, I remember his, his first name. name, but I don't remember. Yeah, there's. His last yeah. Name. There was, yeah, everybody yeah. that rolls through the com- comedy circuit isn't, you know. Like well known, yeah. Only like only like one percent of comedians are well known comedians because well, that's, that's just how it works. Yeah. Also, like any other job, I suppose. I yeah. will say yeah. that comedy and music and radio have all uh, drifted away from the party lifestyle that used to be more oh, yeah. dominant. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like they don't they don't party as much as they used to. Yeah. 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 Whenever we have a comedian on, they're like. Die. That's absolutely yeah. right. And also all of us growing up and watching Behind the Music yeah. and watching uh, how, yeah. yep. how yeah. those lifestyles end. Yeah. I mean, when's the last like comedian who died young of an overdose that you can like, like a major comedian can you think of? <clears throat> Good point. Well, Greg Giraldo, unfortunately. Yeah, I, oh, I, I Greg Giraldo died as a first Greg name. Greg Giraldo 
died of an overdose. He had been sober for uh, an insane amount of time. That's right, and he got back on it, right? He got in a fight with his wife. Oh, no. And said, I'm going to show her. And he got, he got uh, some people said, hey, you partying tonight? He was at this place called the Stress Factory in New Jersey. And he said, what do you got? And he, he went out hard that night. And the next morning, he was scheduled to speak at a... Uh, recovery oh, event, oh, um, and he was. That was the first sign that something was wrong. It's like, oh. hey, where's Craig? He's not here. We wow. need him. And um, they called the owner of the comedy club, and the owner of the comedy club said, uh, "I'll go to the hotel." And he found him. Oh. Uh, yeah, you know, he used crazy. to come in all the time. He came into the podcast, came into the morning show. He yeah. always had this deep sadness about him. You could just tell, you know? I feel that from a lot of comedians, which is why oh, yeah. I feel Oh, like, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, yeah. I feel yeah. like I'm not a real comedian. <laughs> yeah. You're not I, sad enough. I need yeah. to be waiting. I love people. <laughs> I like, I'm a very social person and, you know, like I, I said the other day on your show, I love a good story. I love hearing a good story. I love telling a good story. And, but there's so many great comedians who yes. uh, you can feel... Uh, detachment from them socially, they're awkward socially, mm-hmm. and there's a, a darkness with some of them. And and it's some of my favorite comedians. Chappelle is one guy I will say is above that. Uh, yeah. Chappelle is a, yeah. is a he's living a great life. I saw him a few months ago, and he after his show in Vegas, he rented out this restaurant at Park MGM and invited a couple hundred people to come over. And in the middle of the dance floor, he had a microphone stand, and he had a DJ playing his favorite songs, and he just sang to every song <laughs> and doing shots. Yeah, I'd be happy if I was doing that, too. Yeah. 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 This one's great. This <laughs> one's really fun. Rough yeah. Exactly. I mean, the guy's loaded and having a great time. You've had Chappelle on, right? I'm hijacking this whole thing, but I'm sorry. Right. No, that's not a problem. A long, long time. He doesn't do much radio anymore. Not anymore, no. no. Yeah, he doesn't do it at all anymore. I don't he's think. a funny guy. Jesus. Oh, he's hilarious. Hilarious. I still think, and Big J, I think, uh, co-wrote it with him, but that blind white supremacist, man, I don't know if anybody's Big ever... Big J Okerson wrote that? Co-wrote yeah, that? Yeah, co-wrote it with Chappelle, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Big J is one of my... Matter of fact, were you ever at my house when we did the show from the house? No, I haven't been to the house yet. No. We, well, we moved out of the house. We lived okay. on the back of an island. It was gated. And it, was a, it was a really did, beautiful Did home. you notice that what, what just happened right there? He said, did you ever come to the house? I go, no, I haven't been there yet. And he said, well, we moved out. We moved out. Well, you oh, yeah, seen that. You missed an opportunity. Yeah. I noticed it. I noticed it. Big J, I had never met Big J. This is years ago. Yeah. I, I had never met him. Always admired his work. Like I said, you know, the blind white supremacists are pretty tough to beat that mm-hmm. bit. But he walks in and he's looking around. He's looking around. And the podcast studio was the, the movie theater down on the first floor. We had a movie theater in there. Wow. And that's where we did the podcast from. And he walks in and he's looking around and he goes, what are you, a fucking drug dealer? (laughs) (laughs) said, well, no, not quite. I love Jay. Great uh, guy. Great guy. The first night I ever met Chappelle was a magical night for me. I was, uh, it was actually one of the worst nights of my comedy life and then turned into one of the most amazing uh, nights overall. But it started out terrible. I had a a friend, when I first started doing stand-up in Seattle, there was these two basketball players that would come to my shows all the time who played college basketball. One of them, when I got to New York and things started happening for me, and I started working for Howard and writing for Saturday Night Live, a friend of mine, Todd McCullough, got drafted by the Philadelphia 76ers. And the first time he came to New York to play the New York Knicks, we all met up 
for dinner. And it was me and Todd and three of his teammates from the 76ers. And at dinner, we're, we're going to go to dinner and then go to a comedy club. At dinner, his teammates say, so Todd says you're pretty funny. And I said, oh, my God, I am hilarious. <laughs> I am. I, oh, wait till you say, wait till you, I'm, I'm overselling this show. I am so, oh, my God, I'm so funny now. Like, Todd remembers me from a few years ago, but I am so funny now. Like, you're going to love me so much. I'm, oh, and they're like, well, we, well this guy sounds like, look, listen to him. He's so confident. We get to the club. It's called the Boston Comedy Club. And when we walked in, it's a Wednesday night. There are two audience members there. Oh. Two. Two. Oh. And we added my four guests. So now it's, you know what? It's literally what we're in right now. It would be like me pulling this microphone, standing up and going, how are you guys doing tonight? It's, it's, oh, it was an awful setup. And I ate it. I ate it because it was yeah. so uncomfortable. Yeah. And Awkward. I walk yeah. outside as the next comedian comes on. Our doorman at the time was uh, Bert Kreischer, who's now really oh. successful. Oh. So Bert is the door guy. I walk out and I go, Bert, that was... Brutal. That's the worst night I've ever had in my life in stand-up. And he goes, well, dude, maybe we can get uh, uh, Dave Chappelle to come save us. And I said, is Dave Chappelle around here? And he goes, dude, that's Dave Chappelle right there in that Jeep. And this is 1998... Dave Chappelle was famous for being in the movie Con Air. Oh, yeah. And he also had this amazing uh, bit role in The Nutty Professor. But he was known as being this amazing stand-up comedian. I'd seen him a couple times in New York and just thought, oh, my God, that guy's the funniest guy I've ever seen. So I walked over and I knocked on the window and he rolled down the window and I go, Dave, hey, man, my name's Craig Gass. I'm a stand-up comedian. Um, I got a couple guys from the Philadelphia 76ers inside. Is there any way we can get you coming into a set? And he said... Word and I said, yeah. is that, is that I go, is that okay? And he goes, yeah, man. Let me um, let me get some smokes. And then he got out of his car, and I was like, all right, cool. I'll see you. And I went to the door, and I'm like, I think he's gonna come in. At that moment, six businessmen walked by and said, anybody famous performing? And I said. Yes, uh, in about uh, five minutes, uh, somebody really famous is about to go on stage. And I said, oh, you're just trying to take our money. I said, no, no cover. Get in. Come on in. Bert, you don't care, right? And we let the guys in. Now we've doubled our audience. Twelve people. <laughs> we got twelve baby. people. Dave Chappelle walks in and did a 90-minute set. Oh, my God. For 12 people. What? It was amazing. And wow. what was interesting wow. about it is the next guy scheduled to go on stage is a comedian from The Real World Season 2 in Los Angeles. His name is Dave. He's a, a young black kid who's really angry. He actually got thrown off the show of The Real World for pulling a girl's... Um, uh, bed sheets off of her. She was in her bra and panties, and and the whole cast got together to vote him out of the house. And he was this angry dude. He's supposed to go on stage next, oh, and Chappelle's on doing a ninety minute set. And this guy walks up to me and Bert and goes, "Uh, nope. You gonna tell this man? You got it. Tom already knows. This guy walks up to us and goes, "You gonna tell this guy to get the fuck off the stage?" And we said, "Um, no. Everybody's enjoying this." And and he. He decides, I'm going to walk in front of the stage, and I'm going to oh. eyeball him. Oh, no. So he walks in front of the what? stage and, and spreads his arms out like, what's up? Like, he walks by him. <laughs> and Chappelle is sitting on a stool. He's smoking a cigarette. You're not supposed to smoke indoors. And he's smoking a cigarette, and he goes, yeah, man, that's... Hey, that's the dude from the real world. <laughs> and, and everyone starts laughing. 
the guy from the real world turns around and uh, shouts out a plug for an independent film that he's in. Mm. Family reunion! Warner Brothers Pictures, September 98! <laughs> it got really quiet, and Chappelle goes, We'll be sure to look out for that. <laughs> and everyone starts laughing. And the guy stops and starts screaming at Dave. He says, hey, oh, it ain't oh, easy God. being a black man in the entertainment business, man. It's hard being black and being in the entertainment business. It's not easy. And Chappelle said, hey, man, I agree. I agree. And you know what? What he's saying is true. It is hard being black and being in the entertainment business. That is true. <laughs> of course, it is harder for some more than it is <laughs> This guy was coming at Chappelle with pure hatred in his heart, and he couldn't touch him. He couldn't touch him. And then Chappelle gets off stage, walks up to me and says, hey, man, wouldn't it be cool if we get some tickets to the game tomorrow? And I said, I'll ask. I go, hey, Todd, is it okay if Dave gets some tickets? He wants to come, too. And he goes, um, yeah, I'll just put all your tickets together. On, under your name and I said oh, I love it Dave uh, do you mind going with me and he said no man I'll give you my phone number and that was where our friendship started that's great that's and then Chappelle a few years later gets the Chappelle show and mm -hmm. every time he needed a token white guy in the, in the NBA <laughs> oh, yeah. he went to my friend Todd yeah. McCullough ah. and used Todd in sketches wow. for the Chappelle show it was funny. amazing full circle oh it was that's beautiful great, absolutely beautiful that's a great story take a quick Two, two and a half minute break. We'll be right back. That's, the stories will not stop, I can promise. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Tom Bernard talking with Brad Huckle and Michael Bilski of North American Banking Company. We've talked a few times over the years about how North American Banking Company has helped local businesses when they're ready for expansion. We love talking about the success of our customers. One example is suburban manufacturing in Monticello. They create innovative products that produce clean, dry air that is needed during the manufacturing process. We recently helped them expand their business. Moving into a new building gave them the space they needed to add new equipment and production lines. We were able to step in quickly and provide the financing they needed when they needed it. When we help businesses like suburban manufacturing with their expansion, it's beneficial for our customers, but their growth also creates new jobs in our community. So they make stuff that produces clean, dry air for manufacturing after working with Bilski. Do they breathe easier with their business felt? We certainly hope so, Tommy, and that's no hot air. Nice one. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. Listen up, drivers. Are you doing the same thing every day, driving the same hours, making the same money? Well, stop and listen. Priority Courier Experts has a wide range of driving opportunities available right now. So if you're a professional driver or determined to become one, we can show you the benefits of partnering with Priority. Hey, Forrest, can you tell the good drivers of the Twin Cities which vehicles Priority has available in their lease-to-own program? Well, I'd really like my friend Bubba to help me with this. Forest, we have dock trucks, tractor-trailer trucks, flatbed trucks, curtain-side dock trucks, flatbed Moffat trucks, Ford Transit and Transit Connect Vans trucks. Hey, Forrest, shouldn't we have a shrimp truck? Bubba, I think you're on to something there. There you have it. Every kind of vehicle you could imagine, all doing same-day deliveries in town. Call Priority right now, and we'll get you on the road. Priority Courier Experts. Every time you call us, we deliver. I believe in the kingdom come. 
We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Brian just told me he will not work if uh, Craig Gas comes back, so we kicked him out. <laughs> and now Brian's got the lead mic, and we're ready to go. All right, good. Thank you, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good. Thank you, guys. He's ready to go. No, we were just talking about, you know, big guys always get the, hey, we need something moved. Yeah. <laughs> we always get that. Can yeah. you help me move? Yeah, we, we, we help you move stuff, and then we always get blamed if somebody smells a fart. Do you get that a lot? Oh. Somebody smells one? Well, they just... that's not blame. Okay, oh, no. No, here we go. You, <laughs> you ever been to Yellowstone, Brian? The what? You ever been to Yellowstone National Park? No. We're going to see Old Faithful, right? Uh-huh. Well, they have these thermal events with all this gas escaping from the earth, and they're, you know... The, 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 the hydrogen sulfide? The hydrogen sulfide. You know what that smells. Yeah. Right? smells. Yeah. There's 200 people on a boardwalk. We're looking at this bubbling, you know, and there's <laughs> mud, bubbling, and mud and bubbling and all mud kinds and, of crazy and stuff. And a very strong sulfur smell, right? 200 people are standing there. It's quiet. And my wife said, Tom, Jesus, did you just fart? <laughs> it got a big laugh. Yeah, it got a huge laugh. Doing a big laugh. That's all that matters. You got that pop. That's all you need. That was good. But uh, something must have crawled up my ass and died if my fart smelled like that. I'm just telling you. Yeah, it's cracks, like, what there. the hell? Yeah, I what walked you? in, uh, like, I opened the door, like, did you just fart? And I'm like, oh, maybe I should go back up. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I yeah. Just... No, Catherine accused me at... Uh, Old faithful of farting, and it turned out to be the sulfur coming out of the earth. But other than that, you know, other than that, everything. It's like if you've ever been to uh, Florida, how the entire state smells all the time. Yeah. Yeah. What do you want? Because they use that reclaimed water. That reclaimed water. water, I was just in Florida. The water's terrible. They got terrible water. They do have terrible water. Right to Florida. Tell them their water's terrible. Where were you? Uh, we went to Disney. I was in Disney. Oh, that's right. You oh, yeah. took a son. Yeah, my Love ex. It. Yeah, my ex oh. and me took my son. Well, our son to when Disney was this? the week. Last week. How oh, was that's it? A shame. Yeah, it was great. Really? Did you have to wear oh, a mask? Awesome. It's probably really quiet. Um, Disney. I mean, if you were inside, they wanted you to wear the masks. But okay. other than that, it was pretty. <clears throat> we went last year. Oh, really? We yeah, went in March, was... and you had to wear a mask the yeah. entire time. Not a good time to go. Thinking yeah. that the crowds would be low because we all, we all hate standing in line. Yeah, right? of course. Yeah, like, so it, last it week, horrible. what was like the uh, average wait time for you know Buzz Lightyear's? All right, so that was the thing. to the extreme. September is the slow season there. Wow. Because everybody goes back to school. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody goes back yeah. to school. Wow. September and February are the yeah. two lowest. Only a psychopath would take their kid out of school the first week and bring him to Disney. <laughs> well, so that, <laughs> there we went. That's you. Yeah, there I, I was. You. There I was. I get it. The longest wait, we went to the Avatar flight of the, uh, the Banshee Oh, the ride. new one? Yeah. The it was amazing. Yeah. Uh, that, that was the longest wait. We went there first thing in the morning. How we long was that? An hour. It was you about see, an that's hour. like what every ride was when oh we. Oh my went. gosh, it was insane. Yeah. Other than that, no, no, no real big wait times. Wow. It was like fifteen, maybe twenty minutes for the busier rides. Oh, nice. That's you know, okay. the Jungle Cruise was a longer line just because the movie came out. They just uh, redid that thing. Did Brian they? Got to the do movie. The they made it less racist. You got yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brian got to do the Star Wars. Uh, yeah, the Rise of the Resistance. Oh, did? I did and you that. Got emotional. I cried twice on yeah. the ride. You love that stuff. Yeah, I do. We did the the. What the hell was it? The Millennium, Millennium Falcon, you know, Smuggler's Run or yeah, something like that? Yeah, that was another great that one. That was pretty cool. But, it, God, the wait. It, it must have been an hour and a half yeah, of a line. It oh. wasn't fun because you need, you need like, oh. a group of four people. That's the other and thing. And they were oh, letting yeah. four people in the cabin <coughs> at the same time. Yeah, so it was like I was steering and she was shooting, but we could only steer. I could only go, like, left and right. <laughs> yeah, you can't well, go that's... up and down. We had a three-person run the first time. It was uh-huh. my ex, me, and the son. And then that was great. 
Uh, but then they teamed us up with a family on the second time, and they put the, these two idiots that didn't know how to drive in the front. <laughs> and I'm, I'm yelling. Like, I waited 45 minutes of this. I'm yelling at a strange family. <laughs> like, you need to stop pulling up. Yeah. You need to start going left. I'm sick of hitting these walls. Because I was the engineer. I had to fix yep. whenever they hit yep. something. Oh, yeah. So now I'm hitting buttons. I'm getting carpal tunnel on a on a ride, I'm getting so amped up, like uh, unreasonably emotional on this ride. Ryan no wonder Bowden. the ATAT—that's their blind spot, obviously. How yeah. do you not know that? Is that the oh spaceship one? I mean, there's a lot of spaceships. Well, I don't know. Yeah. I, the one. But he goes, yeah. The one, I'm, I've only been on one spaceship one. I don't know what the, it's called. Well, so there's three Star Tours. Either. Are you thinking about Star Tours? I don't know. That's there's another one that they seats, have. And the people who steer are in front, and then there's the gunners, and then there's the engineers. That's what we went on. It's part of the new, yeah. It's relatively oh, you've new. You've never yeah. been there. I don't think oh, I've done this. And, and listen to this one. You, you know, when you, you know when you this is the, anger management. You know when you walk in, you they put you right in the Falcon right before you get on the ride. Yeah. Like you're right in the bay of the Falcon. They got the little chess. We're Chewie's no playing chess. Chewie's playing chess, right? Really? I'm looking around. I'm just taking it all in. I'm like, when am I gonna get to do this again, mm-hmm. right? This is like when I met Dan Marino. I couldn't stop touching him because yeah. I didn't know when I get to touch him again. <laughs> I did. I touched Damon as much as I could. And then, uh, like, so I'm looking around. I'm like, I'm never, like, I might not do this again. And I asked one of the, the workers, I'm like, can I take a, can I sit down at the chess table and take a picture? And she goes, yeah, absolutely. Oh, wow. I give my ex the, my camera, my phone. I go, I go, I go, just take my picture. She took two of the worst <laughs> The worst pictures ever, ever. They're the worst. I want to find them right now. And she, the whole trip, the whole trip, she took horrible pictures of me. Horrible. Every time I said take my picture, I might as well just put the phone to the sky or the ground and click it. Because she took the worst pictures ever in the history of... Sounds like there might be a little resentment going on there. No, there's not. She's my best friend, but... uh, Man, she sucks at taking pictures. <laughs> Come see the horrible pictures in New Hope Cinemas this weekend. This Look at that. Brian, Look at that. Oh, he showed okay. them. What? Uh, yeah, it's right? Really That's bad. a terrible picture. It's really bad. That's a like, really bad blurry. picture. Very blurry. Yeah, oh, you blurry. are kidding. Yeah. Oh, but don't worry. She took two, everybody. She took two. <laughs> she took two terrible pictures in case the first one ah. wasn't bad enough. Yeah. <laughs> And the room that you're talking about was actually probably cooler than the ride itself to me. Because it was like it yeah. was like a one-to-one replica of the set of the Millennium Falcon. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Which was pretty cool. That's cool. The ride was we... fun. It would have been more fun if I had multiple arms, you know. Yeah. yeah. Six or seven. Wouldn't most things be? Yes. I was telling Brian last night that uh, my I was I convinced my ex to go to Shanghai. They they opened a brand new Disney in Shanghai. Right. Oh, yeah. And I yeah. said, That's hey, right. can, let's go. It, it's brand new. It's less than a year old. Can you imagine the technology they have now for rides? Yeah. And, and she was like, okay. And I said, and I saw the hotels, four and five star hotels around Shanghai. We're a hundred dollars a night. It was amazing. Wow. I said it's really affordable. So she agreed. And then I went down the rabbit hole all night long while she was asleep looking at Disney videos from Shanghai. And I came across this guy, Disney Dan. 
Uh, Disney Dan uh, has my a, husband. <laughs> my husband's name is Dan. His name's Dan. Well, this Disney Dan, I can confirm for you, it does uh, not marry women. He does not. Yes, <laughs> Disney Dan has a friend named Peter that's with him in every video, and him and Peter have a story they haven't revealed. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah. Disney Dan has all these videos of the grand opening of, uh, of uh, Shanghai Disney, and one of the videos said a warning about Shanghai Disney. And I made the mistake of clicking on that, and he goes, hey, everybody, Disney Dan, so um, a couple things you need to know if you're coming to Shanghai Disney, just so you're not freaked out. Uh, There's some things that you need to know before you come here. Number one, people here don't respect personal space. And he showed multiple pictures that he took standing in line where the person behind him, their sneakers were touching his sneakers. Yep. They were dick to ass oh, to this guy God. in line, yeah. physically touching him in line. Uh, and he said, another thing is they don't respect the park. And he showed pictures of when you're standing in line, they have these uh, to keep you occupied. They have really cool scenery related to the ride that yeah. you're going mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's in an area where they have a sign that says, do not enter. This is... You know, this is just a scenery. You're not allowed to enter the space. And entire families were sitting in there <laughs> with the dads smoking cigarettes, waiting for the line to move. Oh and the craziest of all, which is when I knew that I was going to lose my ex, was that he said there are signs all over Shanghai Disney that say, if you have to go to the bathroom, please use a restroom mm-hmm. oh, because God. it is traditional and I've asked people who visited China it is traditional in China for young children to wear onesies with a butt flap oh and uh, when the child has to go to the bathroom the the parent will undo the butt flap and hold the child over a garbage can yeah and let them go number one and number two into a garbage can <laughs> Brian is smiling I do it as an adult <laughs> Let me see you. That's flap. my culture. <laughs> Ryan showing so. us his flap right now. Yeah. Oh, no, so that's that's again. what I knew I was going to lose her, and that she would not be able to handle that. But and apparently there is a viral video of opening day at Shanghai Disney, where oh, a young God. girl walked out in the middle of Main Street and just went number two right in the middle of Main Street. Yeah. Well, that'll yeah. happen. It's like L.A. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. Is that what? true that Venice Beach is as horrible as they say it is? I haven't seen it personally, oh. but I it's have... It's a great place to get crack. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I know friends who... It's always been sketchy. The last yeah. 10, 15 yeah. years have been really sketchy. Uh, it's changed a lot since the magical hippie days of Jim Morrison and, you know, yeah. uh, and, and it's gotten a little... <clears throat> You know, scary out there, but I guess recently I have a few friends who have said, Man, it is nightmarish out there right now. That's so, right here. yeah, parts of uh, California, Washington. Um, yeah, there's, there's, uh, yeah, some scary homelessness problems out there. Have you been sure. to Russia? I've never been, always wanted to go. Have you guys gone? I, no? I was in Russia, and I, one of their little tours was to take the subway. Mm. Because That's a tour? It's oh, a no. tour because the, sub- <laughs> oh, no, the, subway, the subway is owned by the military. It is pristine. There is art. Oh, Nobody wow. would ever do anything if you tried to, like, you know, take somebody's wallet or something. You'd probably just be shot. Really? There's wow. no screwing around. Wow. But they are so packed. We got it. We're like, 
she said, we're going to go in and we're going to do two stops and then everybody out. I cannot guarantee that you will all be on the same train because you're just going to get in there and they're packed and it's going to be, it's going to be a lot, but you're only going to do two what? stops, two what? stops, two what stops. And people are, people are getting in the train and she, and she's like, <clears throat> <laughs> and they're all like freaking out because like I get in with my friend Joyce and there's more and more people and more and more people and there's a little old lady with a babushka. Mm-hmm. She's about she's about I don't even know 3 foot 4. She's the tiniest thing. She was I didn't know she was there till we got off the train. She was like in my stomach. <laughs> we got we got out of the train and Joy says, I think I just had sex. <laughs> it was that packed. And that young that young babushka is playing for the Minnesota Vikings now. Oh God. That's unbelievable. I know, I'm like, where did she come from? How did she breathe? That's how the trains are in Tokyo. It's literally they have people Oh the people stuffers. They, they have, have these people big stuffers. Yeah. battering oh, rams where I they're just no thing. I have anxiety. Just hearing about it. Yeah. So like much yeah. claustrophobia. No, thank yeah. you. you know what's a weird touristy thing in Amsterdam? I did shows at an English-speaking comedy club in Amsterdam called Boom Chicago. It's this amazing comedy club. And my first night there, the owner of the club said, uh, "Hey, um, if you uh, are interested, I'm just letting you know. It's it's kind of a touristy thing, and you know, but I'm just letting you know there is uh, we're famous for having live sex shows here mm-hmm. in Amsterdam. So if you want to go, we have a relationship with the best live sex show club." I can put your name on the guest list. And I said, yeah, I, I would love to go. And so they, they put me on the list, and they gave me directions after the show how to get down there. And walking through, I walk by, There's a in the red light district, there's a Ben and Jerry's that makes their own waffle cones there. <laughs> what? And you can smell the waffle cone outside. And I went, oh, my God. And I always do this move when I go into an ice cream place where I pretend uh, that I have a girlfriend with me, and I'll go, uh, I go, hi, um, can I get a couple scoops of chocolate chip cookie dough? And um, can you, uh, and I'll look around and go, she likes rainbow sprinkles. Can you put, <laughs> can, you put rain, just, can you put extra rainbow, please? Extra rainbow. She, she likes a lot of, all right, thank you. And I'll commit to it all the way out the door. I'll open the door and I'll go, honey! And then, and then once I get past the shop, I'll so and I make it to the live sex show and I said hi I'm on the guest list and they were like uh, yeah Craig Gass come on in I walked in and there are people on stage doing it and the crowd is they're smoking pot they're doing cocaine like it's all this like it's it's so filled with sin and I was sitting there watching and licking my ice cream cone and I noticed everybody slowly going the Fuck is this sick fuck? <laughs> I was in the middle of the crowd licking an ice cream cone. Joe Biden. Everybody was doing drugs around me. It was incredible that I was the freak yeah. in that room. I was the weirdo, not drinking or doing drugs, so but licking my ice cream cone. The best sex club. What? What the worst one? Be? Yeah. What? Holy shit! That's a just, great point. Is it just a, very yeah. bad? Sex? Oh, that would yeah. be balloons in Providence, Rhode Island. <laughs> That's balloons. <laughs> Providence, Rhode Island, 18 plus $50. Get what you want. <laughs> we have to take a break. We'll be right back with hour two. New Hope Cinemas. <laughs>